0: What's up guys, Alex Contreras alongside Anthony Red Garcia. Welcome back to another episode of Marlins Barbecue. Red, talk to me. The
1: Marlins won first time since March. How do you feel? We got a win yesterday. <laughs> um, it's about time, man. It feels good. I'm just happy to see winning baseball. Um, we should have won on Tuesday as well, but hey, it is what it is. Final um, score, 6-2 six,
0: six Miami
1: over Atlanta they secure secured the W to
0: finish the exhibition game, spring training 2.0. The Fish are headed for Philadelphia. But before we get into the Philadelphia series, we want to touch base on the Atlanta exhibition. Yes, the Marlins lost the first game of the series. We had a heartbreaking eighth inning in that first game of the exhibition back. But game two, the Marlins came out swinging once again. The Fish connected for 14 hits. Once again, they had over 17 runners left on base. Last night, they left 21 runners left on base. So like Red was talking about yesterday, these guys continue to get on base, things that we saw very little of the year before.
1: Yeah, again, um, between the two days, we had 38 people left on base, 38 runners. Um, that's huge, guys. Eventually, those guys, some of those guys are going to be pushed in. Um, and look at the key guys contributing, you know, you got a Faro. he was left on base three times, Rojas twice, the bottom of the lineup seems to be the one picking it up birdie three times. Um, and if you're at the bottom of the lineup is getting on base, you're, and you're setting it up for Villar aguiar Dickerson, Anderson, guys, we're going to win ballgames. We're going to score runs. Um, this team does not look like, you know, your, your uncle's Marlins. This is not, you know, <laughs> the last 10 years or whatever it's been already 20 years of Marlins baseball. This actually looks like, uh, we're in the right track and I'm excited. Going down the the lineup, the
0: Marlins had Jonathan Villar leading off at the DH. Jose's, uh, I'm sorry, Jesus Aguilar at first base, batting second, a little bit different from uh, the first game back. Dickerson continued to man the three-hole. Harold Ramirez, a surprising move, batting cleanup. Behind him was Ryan Anderson in the five-hole, Eson at the six-hole, Alfaro seven, Rojas at short, and rounding off things was John Birdie at center field. How do you feel about this team? I mean, it's solid up and down all the way around. And you know what? It's the second game back in spring training 2.0, and I'm fully on board on the Giants and VR train, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm on that. I've been on that train. Um, I liked what Harold's doing. You know, he hit that solo uh home run he to start off the scoring yesterday. Uh, man, the guy just hits. There's no other explanation to it. I can't understand how he does it, why he does it, but the guy just hits, he's always hit. And um, I'm on his train, too. I don't see why why rush a prospect when we have Harold right there. Um, Is a prospect going to outperform Harold right now? Uh, I don't know. But um, let's just see what Harold's got. Let's give him the the season and um, see if we struck gold with him. And I mean, nobody... You can see the... Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I mean, nobody's really... Nobody
0: can really come at Harold Ramirez. Nobody can say, oh, they... They gave him the position. You know what I mean. Like there's other other guys yeah. on the team that you're talking about. Oh, does he deserve to be on the team? Does he not? We don't want to speculate those names, but this is a guy that's definitely earned his spot. He's earned to be the opening day right fielder. And there's definitely things that Don Manley's seeing way more than the average fan or an average reporter seeing. All right. Yeah, Ramirez changed his stance up a little bit, and it's helping him up so much more. I remember watching his stance uh, the last year and before the Marlins signed him in the Winter League ball watching with the Leones and Caracas in the Venezuelan League. like, yo, this cat's got a weird stance, but it was working. And if it's broke, don't fix it, right? And the Marlins, you know, they were trying to tweak it last year. But like I just said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. They went into the offseason. In the offseason, they made minor tweaks. And look, Harold, hitting Harold keeps going off, man. Hitch Ramirez.
1: Really, it's just information that's kind of been thrown back our way. <laughs> There's a fly ball to left
0: field, and it is going to carry out for a home run. First couple of rows in left field. Harold Ramirez with a nice afternoon, a two-run shot.
1: Yeah, and continuing down the lineup, um, Anderson finally got going. You, you saw the, the dugout when he came in there after he hit his uh, double, his first hit of the summer, I guess you'd call it, with these two games. And he was just relieved, and you could tell everybody was giving him a hard time and messing around with him. So that's good to see. Um, hey, talk to me about Diaz, bro. He only he had signed. one hit yesterday, but that but boy he had, was slapping the ball. He was
0: having professional at bats, bro. Like what, what you were just talking about. He he made a professional at bat. He had a key at bat. He hit he hit the ball, so Brian Anderson could could advance from second to third, and that's what it's about, man. If you you know, sometimes everybody wants to get a base hit and help that batting average out, bro. But at the end of the day, if you play fundamental baseball and you get the runner over, and you're doing everything in your power, the things that you're supposed to do to help this team win, to help this team win, then Isan Diaz, bro, you're gonna be uh, secure for years to come. You know, like yeah, right exactly. now, I'm not, I'm not even pressing that that. Oh, does he need to be the opening day starter? Like, does he need to be the starter for their whole season? This Marlins team has its, it's a, a luxury that Don Mattingly has a John of a Villar, a Rojas, an Isan, a Eddie Alvarez. You could put guys in any of these spots to cover for him. Sean Rodriguez is another guy. You know, like, there's so much depth and it, versatility to this, this squad that you feel like you, you won't feel bad to tell Isan one day if he had an 0 for 4 day. You know, 0 for 4 day, but he got runners over. Tell him, hey, Isan, take a take a day off because you know you can put it in a, a John Birdie to cover him, or have a yard and to yeah, go yeah. in.
1: And that's why that's why this show's so important because we look beyond the stats. We don't just look at the stat line because you look at the stat line for the last uh, two games. Yeah, Isan went one for four, one for five, whatever it was. But it's the fact that it's how it's the contact behind it. Um, he hit a ball right at the right fielder, and if it would have been a foot to the right, a foot to the left, that ball would have been rolling to the fence. He would have had a double.
0: And we'll hear from the president of baseball operations, Michael Hill, in Philadelphia. A line drive out to right. Anderson tags and heads to third base. He will get there. So a
1: productive out for Isan Diaz. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what you love to see from Isan. Clutch at bat right there. Fell down on the count. Got something up that he could handle after fouling off a couple of pitches. The line drive he hit past the first baseman yesterday. It was a very, it wasn't a catchable ball. It was a catchable ball because it did hit the glove. But that ball was scorched, you know, so he could have gone 0 for four, but had four at bats that he killed the ball. He just hit it right at people. And that's going to happen. And guys, those balls are going to fall. You hit the ball hard enough. Eventually, it's going to fall. So those are the good at bats you want to see. You don't want to see a guy go up there and strike out. You don't want to see a guy go up there and look outmatched by every pitcher. Um, so Eson, it looks like he's turned a little bit of a corner here and hopefully he could project that into the season. Beyond that, Afaro keeps hitting and Rojas keeps hitting. Um, Birdie was hitting ninth, and he his speed was uh, – I mean, his speed is something else. I think he beat out an infield single. Um, what did you see from the bottom of the lineup, and uh, are you liking what you're seeing so far? Bro, I love what I'm seeing from the bottom of the lineup, and
0: credit to the entire lineup, not only the bottom of the lineup. When these guys step in, when your Miami Marlins step into the plate, look at their face. They are all in the zone. They're all focused. There's nobody goofing around, you know what I mean? Like they're all re- ready to go. They're all ripping, they're they're attacking, they're assaulting the first few pitches, and it's it's a different hitting style than what we were accustomed to. You know what I mean? This this Miami Marlins team has seen so many hitting coaches in the past years that it's it's incredible. I thought Barry Bonds was going to come and put a stop to it, but it looks like James Ross is going to be the stopgap to to all that. Like I'm so so happy to see how these fish are coming out. Like you thought maybe all right that first game they scored eight runs are they gonna you know go on a little bit of a flat buzz after that you know uh, but now nah, they came out swinging again just attacking the I love how Alfaro rojas Diaz birdie like that's the bottom of the order bro that's crazy I feel like these guys can be anywhere near like you could put Isan at the top of the order you could put a Rojas at the top of the order birdie no problem top of the order Alfaro meet me. you know what I mean so if you have those guys at the bottom feeling comfortable as a as a key group, you're good, bro, because it's, it's all about working as a team, collaborating. You know what I mean? Let the Lex guy do it. If I can't do it, I don't have to get that that RBI base hit. Isan doesn't have to worry about that because, you he know, he has Alfaro behind him. Alfaro doesn't have to feel that pressure because, hey, here's Miggy Rowe coming behind me. And if there's nobody on base, Miggy Rowe can get on base. Birdie can get on base. So the big boys can come up, you know, in Bayard, and Aguilar, and Dickinson. Like personally, how do you feel about Aguilar moved up to the second hole? Like we saw, we were talking about, wow, he's looking great in the in a power spot in a four or five hole. You know, I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have a problem being in the six. But now we put him. You throw the curveball, you throw the screwball at people, and you put him in the two hole. And that's that's a great situation because if you think about it, baseball terms, you got Villar as your leadoff hitter, and he's trying to take second right once he's on base. He's, he's creating havoc for all those people. I remember D Gordon. Now remember Juan Pierre, when they were on base, you know, that pitcher wasn't just thinking about the, the, the batter. He had to keep his mind also on the on the runner. And if he distracted his his mind from the batter to the runner, he's just thinking runner, 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 then the runner won. And that's what Jonathan Villar is gonna do. Like you're getting in the pitcher's mind and you're gonna force him to throw either a fastball or a two seam. I'm trying to get this ball as fast as possible to the plate so that VR doesn't steal it from me. And that becomes a plus opportunity for guys like Jesus Aguilar because fastball he's gonna rip it he's gonna crush it and that that is gonna become a hit and run and uh, vr is gonna be able to score off of a, a double easily you know what i mean so it's it's a great i love that 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 move i wasn't expecting it from don mattingly so how do you feel about it
1: i liked it i think it's protection for uh vr because now all of a sudden you got to worry about him not only um hitting the guys after him um and i think it helps aguiar he's gonna see a much a lot better pitching than rather than having him fifth or sixth whether you know be the guy behind him isn't necessarily a brian anderson or a dickerson putting him at the two hole the pitcher knows dickerson professional hitter ramirez anderson diaz these guys are coming behind him he can't just go up there and even pitch around them putting him in the sixth hole you you know yeah you could have diaz behind him but after that you know it could get a little bit you know easier than you know dickerson and anderson so i like the move um i don't know if he stays with it but um uh, looking it was at, interesting yesterday. I, the I mean,
0: looking at the lineup, bro, Like it's just protection for everybody. Protection for protection for protection. Everybody's sandwiched in for protection. Like you said, Aguilar, sandwiched in between Dickerson and Villar, he's protected. Ramirez, it was re- like you weren't expecting a, uh, a Harold Ramirez to be batting uh, cleanup. He's not your prototypical cleanup hitter, but he's being protected, sandwiched in between the Dickerson and Anderson. So that's a good situation for him. The same goes for Isan. He's being sandwiched between Anderson and Alfaro. You know what I mean? Like, it's just great situations to get your hitters in, and I love this philosophy. Like, yeah, we're turning a quarter, baby.
1: Like, the fish could have easily been 2-0. Yeah, and then um, moving on to the pitching, speaking of uh, what could have been. Oh, real quick, I'm sorry. Going back to the hitting, something I want to mention. um, The Braves seem to have struggled against our starters the last two days. I mean – um acuna had one hit albis had one freeman had one in two days ozuna had one um and going on and on and on what does that say about our starting pitching the last two days and we where just, do you see this rotation matching up against the Northeast? east we just getting started nah
0: we already got started yeah look at this rotation baby we were talking about the prospects the prospects are starting to blossom. They get an the opportunity, they're seizing the opportunity, and these Marlins are showing they can go toe for toe. They really buy into the why not us, bro? Why not us? Look at Pablito, man. Pablito, they nobody got shortchanged. I'm so proud that change up that he got my guy Marcel Zuna on. Woof! man. Marcel looked cool in a Braves uniform, by the way, but I don't want to get sidetracked. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about the fact that, wow. It's just Pablito is taking it to another level, and Elizar came in. He pitched three innings. He struck out a guy. He did some work as well. And I just love how the bullpen's really coming together, bro. The bullpen is just like, wow. If you look at the guys that they threw out yesterday. They had Lopez Hernandez, Holloway, Tarpley, Sharp, Stanic. and all those are sharp names, all right? You see what I did? They were sharp, right? Yeah. Uh <laughs> Holloway, man is looking crazy. He's he's getting ready to make that jump from single A to the major leagues. Uh, he he's gonna make that thirty man roster. Like the Marlins are set to announce that in a few hours. Uh, look for it to be announced past noon. The final roster spots. Uh, I like Mister Tarpley, Mister Sharp, Stanek. I mean, there was what what is there not to like?
1: Yeah, I mean, these set the the bullpen. Is interesting because I was very vocal early on in the when in the summer, I guess that I I said it. I go, guys, there's no need to carry 15 relievers like some people were uh, tweeting. If you use 15 relievers, there's something wrong in the roster. Something went very wrong. Now you look at Stanic, Sharp, Tarpley, Holloway. Um, Hernandez is going to be a starter. Then you add Boxberger or Box whatever who announced that the the Marlins announced he was going to make the team you look at um, Yemi Garcia and guys like that, you see that those are seven, eight, nine names. It's not 14. So what I'm getting at is the Marlins for the first time in a long time seem to have a bullpen. They don't have, you know, they. I'm sure madden doesn't know, you know, who's going to be the long guy, who's going to be, you know, all that stuff hasn't been worked out. But he knows who the back end is. He knows who his seventh, eighth, and ninth inning are. And it's so nice to go into a season having a seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guy. You know, last year we had Ramos, and then the year before Ziggler. Yeah, we knew that we had one guy. But before that, it was just an unknown, and I think that's great. Um, going back into the Braves, though, yesterday we faced Wright, who is projected to be their number three starter. The day before, we faced their number four starter. And by all accounts, our starters won every match up there um what does that tell you about Braves pitching if their third and fourth starter is what we saw yeah right has the tools to dominate and Fawty, you never know he's you know he's hit or miss but if the third and fourth starter you know are these guys do the Braves have enough to really run away with this division like some people say they will
0: I think the the Braves Last year lucked out a little bit. They have a lot of young pitching. They were slightly ahead on the curve, right, and, uh, on the Marlins pitching staff. You know, Mike Soroka, Max Fried, Sean Newcomb, they were all doing great. But that was a, that, that was, that's a marathon of a season, 162 games. This is a 60-game season. This is completely different, you know. And, yeah, last year the, the Braves had an upper hand on the Marlins rotation. But this Marlins rotation has another year of experience under its belt, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Sandy Alcantara is now the opening day starter. Caleb Smith is a monster. Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, Jose Ureña. I'm mixing up my Jesus and Jose today. I don't know what's going on with me. But we got Jose Ureña, Bulldog, Pablo, Cy Young stuff. He's just scraping, like, the ceiling, bro. You guys have no idea. Mr. Hernandez is going to be a very, he's going to be a big fan favorite. And as far as, like... How are we going to compete against the whole rest rest of the National League East, man? I mean, we talked about it. I feel like the, the best rotation in the National League East is the Washington Nationals, followed by, you know, the Braves and the Marlins are right there. But I feel like it's how you come out of the gate. And I feel like these Marlins are going to come out of the gate with fire under their ass, man. They are ready to eat the world. They're ready to show the world. They're ready to shock the world. The fighting fish are out and about. And our offense has shown that it can go toe-to-toe with anybody out there. Yeah, we, not, we might not be the powerful New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, but we, got, we can play some fundamental baseball. And if we play our ball, with getting the runners over, stealing bases, playing defense, pitching, then we're playoff bound. And you know when these models are playoff bound, baby, we're World Series champ bound.
1: Yeah, and the, another announcement that was made yesterday was vicia making the the roster, which is huge. Um, we spoke about him a little yesterday, and we love him. Um, moving on here a little bit, the Mart. or oh, fun fact, guys! The Marlins put up seven runs against this Braves bullpen. So when you want to talk about who we faced, um, there's the Braves might have a little bit of a. They don't have a clear path here, as I would like to say. Alex, brother, we made it. happy opening day 2020. Tomorrow's officially Marlins opening day. How are you feeling about that?
0: Man, I'm so happy. Like, I'm so grateful. Thank you, universe. Like, I believe it was you that sent me this beautiful uh, video from MLB Network. Zach Rabb retweeted it. And it was just this poetry emotion, a video of baseball coming together when America and the world needs it most. We've been...
1: Baseball is almost the only orderly thing in a very unorderly world. If you get three strikes, even the best lawyer in the world can't get you off. You are our companion from childhood, and such friends have a special hold on us. As best friends do, we pick up a conversation as if 266 days had never passed. Welcome back, old friend. It is so good to see you.
0: And now is America's pastime to be present time and bring joy to to our people to take that distraction of what's going on in the world right now uh, to give us a little bit of relief. Um, I think the pandemic hit everybody, you know, it hit them home when we were pretty much locked up in our houses and, and we got our sports taken away. With that being said, man, the joy of baseball coming back, opening day 2020, the COVID season, is one for the history books, man. And, and, and it's one for the history books because our Miami Marlins are taking that why not mentality and we're going to face off against those Philadelphia Phillies and Sandy's going to face off against Aaron Nola. And Aaron Nola, you know, we can expect a great pitching matchup. But just looking at it, man, we talked about it. These Phillies think that they're going to slug their way into the playoffs and it's not going to happen because pitching wins, def- uh, pitching wins championships and the Marlins have pitching. All right, the Marlins have pitching. I'm excited to see our boys go out there and make us proud. Couldn't
1: agree more, brother. Perfectly said. All right, guys, time to move on to our local, famous, this or that segment, Phillies edition. This or that. All right, you guys know how it is by now. We'll say each position versus Marlins position versus the Phillies position, and we'll rank them at the end, vote. And see, you know who won. All right, so catcher, we have faro versus Real Muto. I know that's a tough one. What do you? Who do you got? I got my man, Alfaro. Let's go, Colombia. Yeah, I love Alfaro, but on this one, I gotta go Real Muto. I firmly believe he's a, one of the top catches in baseball. Um, if, if he's the top Mike catcher,
0: it, Alfaro's right behind
1: him. Yeah. First base, we have Aguiar and Hoskins. I'm going uh going Hoskins. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Aguiar may have had that amazing 2017, but he needs to prove it this year. This is a good one. Second base, Isan Diaz or Segura? Isan. Yeah, I'll go Isan there as well, just uh, the potential and stuff. Um, he's the man. I think he's going to blow up. Shortstop, Miguel Roidy. Going, uh, I am going with Didi. Same here, Didi. Uh, Miguel Ross, we love you. Don't block us, but you're (laughs) a utility man, brother. And, uh, let's just leave it at that. This is a, this is one I already know the answer to, but I got to ask third base, Anderson or Kingery? Andy. yeah my boy finally started hitting yesterday good to see good to see all right our left field we got Dickerson versus McCutcheon that's interesting
0: I'm going oh man cutch is fun to watch but I'm going with, with Corey Dickerson man he's our number three hitter he's our key free agent signing. let's go Corey McKenzie Dickerson baby let's do it
1: yeah Dickerson for me too um he's a professional hitter love and the his Phillies fans
0: the Phillies fans were sick when he left.
1: Yeah and uh I mean Kutch is awesome, don't get me wrong, but you know he's been hurt. Um but I love him, I love his style of play, I love what he did in Pittsburgh for that city. Um but I'll take Dickerson on this one. Center field, Villar or Hastley. Villar. Same here, Villar. I lost my spot here. Right field, we got Harper versus our hitting Ramirez. Oh, uh, I'm going Harold,
0: man. Harold, you my guy. Watch him, bro. He's going to shock the world this year.
1: You're going Homer there, huh?
0: I'm going I'm going Homer Ramirez.
1: <laughs> and I'll go Harper just because Harper is one of the best power hitters in baseball. But let's see who hits for a better average this year. Finally, DH. We have Cooper versus Jay Bruce. And before we pick that one, I have no idea if Jay Bruce is going to be their DH. That was just the name that I saw. And I'm going with Coop. Yeah, give me a young Coop there also. And uh, I went 500. I went five for five, and you went five for three. Five Marlins, three Phillies, and I went right down the middle. There you go. If I, if I would have not gave –
0: because I'm going to keep it 100. I gave out one homer vote. It still would have been five four Marlins.
1: Yeah, yeah, you def- uh, you definitely went home on one or two of those. But I, did, I respect it. I respect it. This is Come Marlins on, man, podcast. you got you to back up your
0: squad, man, because yeah. when you see these guys in the locker room, well, you're not going to see them in the locker room this year, but when you see them on those Zoom calls, they're going to be looking at you like, oh, yeah, Harper, you know what I'm saying? With Pitbull's going to look at me like, yo, you pay Harper? Be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and,
1: and this is a Marlins podcast. I highly doubt there's a single Philly fan <laughs> even listening. So if you are too bad, you guys are not going to win anything ever. You know, there was an article saying why on the Phillies' website, because I check all the websites just to see the top stories, and they were saying, like, oh, people are counting us out. Yeah, because you guys, you guys are just going to try to outslug everybody. That doesn't work. One slump away, and you guys are done. And for the Braves, you have no pitching. Nationals, you guys have no offense. And Mets, you guys are the Mets. You guys already have injuries. Marlins are winning the least this year. Let's go.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yo, Q, you, when we play the when we play the Braves, we gotta do the, the the chop, the chop song. What do they play? It goes, oh well, Braves, let me tell you about your pitching. You got it. no pitching. No,
1: no, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how why people I mean I'm not saying the Mornings are gonna win at all, but I don't know how you could look at these these rosters of the NLEs and easily pick the Braves to win. I mean, yesterday the Marlins faced their relievers. The ones that are gonna be pitching O'Day, Melican, Minter, those are major league, you know, relievers. Those aren't guys that are they're trying out. So I, I don't I don't know. I think I think the NL East is gonna be fun, man. I don't think it's gonna be as simple as people think. I could be dead wrong and the Nationals could run away from it, run away with it. But I I I think it's gonna be a great time. I can't wait. Sophomore slump for the Braves, I'm calling it. You heard it here first, folks. And with that, we wish you all a beautiful day. Um, the rosters will be announced in a couple hours. This is being recorded a few hours before the roster announcements, so check that out. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Fish Stripes on Twitter, so that you could uh, be up to date with everything, guys. This is Red Garcia with always my man Alex Contreras, and we'll see you next time on Marlins Barbecue.